Glow, and welcome to another terrifying episode of Cold Film Review. What you're about to hear is audio brutality at its finest. This week, the boys are reviewing the beyond. Now join them as they go beyond. Welcome to this week's episode of Cult Filming Review. I am your host, Cody Everett. Uh, this week, uh, we're doing a special October, um, you know, horror-themed uh, month. So uh, stick with us with that. Uh, we're doing The Beyond uh, tonight, Italian gore fest film. So uh, it came out in 1981. We're going to talk about that. Um, so you know what? Without any further stuff to say, let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey, guys. Happy October. All right. Halloween time. It's my favorite. Halloween time. Halloween time. It's Halloween town. Halloween town. Do you think they ever made a song Maybe called Halloween done? time? They should. I will. <laughs> I can do it now. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Halloween time. Mm, mm, mm. So we're here to talk about an Italian movie um, that is uh, probably some of the best foliage I've ever heard um, <laughs> in a movie. Is that sarcasm? Yeah. No, it is. It's a little bit. Um, so, no, I'll give you a, a, a brief layout of this. This is basically um, a movie where uh, the main character, she inherits a hotel um, that actually has the gate of hell underneath it. One of them. One of them. One of seven. Yes. Um, and they accidentally open it up doing renovations. And uh, as you can imagine, things turn to hell. So <laughs> They turn to hell? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, see, that's I didn't see very many hellish things about it, really? other than the, dead will the come undead. Back to life is not a hellish thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, maybe it well, is. Well, there, there, there's some stuff we can get into. We can get into all that. I got, I got fan theories. Here's my, <laughs> I here's, got fan theories. Here's my first question to you, then. Um, so, the pacing of this film starts off incredibly slow, in my opinion, with the opening scene set back in, I think, the 1920, 1927? 1927. 1927. Yeah. Starts out there. It's insanely slow, in my opinion. Does that set the tone for the rest of the film, or do you think that the pacing does pick up? Because that's a little bit what killed me with this movie, uh, was the pacing. Yes. The pacing was... The pacing up, up is and slow down. throughout. It, uh, I mean, it, yeah, there are times it, when it, it really gets... Is. It, 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 like, the first death happens like 20 minutes in. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like, I, and but it doesn't keep that pace up. Like, there's a horrifying death, and all of a sudden, it like peters out for like another half an hour, and then it becomes a zombie slasher, like or a survival thing at the end of this. Well, but, you know, Chris, well, do you think the the, the pacing has uh, has an issue on the film itself? I think, well, yeah, but I think a lot of Italian horror has that same type of pacing. Yes, but, but um, uh, I, I I was actually surprised to find that it picked up as it went along for me. Oh okay. Yeah, I I felt like it was slow in the beginning, but as as the story went on, it it picked up. There was a couple lulls, but you know nothing that really made me feel like it was a slow movie. That made you feel like it was very slow. Kyle, did you find the pacing troubling at all in the film? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, it is slow. It's it's slow to get going, and there's not a whole lot of like exposition that really happens in the film to kind of catch you up on what's going on and. 
yeah, it, it's it's a it's a balance between uh, slow parts, slow bits of dialogue, scenes that are eh, not necessary really. They don't drive the film in any way, and then those are just those are separated out by various gruesome deaths. So, I mean, in terms of a gore fest film, like Chris nailed it. It's Italian, and that's just the way they do it. They're just not. It's not fast paced. Bum bum bum. You know, and that that's kind of why I I bring it up a little bit because. Uh, when I was looking at the film, going, what is, what is it that drives people to become cult fans of this film? Gore, yeah. man, and yeah. it's gore. The That's the, the only answer that I can come up Absolutely. with. Absolutely, it's, well, it, it, it's, well, it's a shock film. You get friends together, and you, and it's like, oh, you got to see this movie because you know the fucking eyeball gets eaten by a spider or some bullshit. It's like blood like, feast, and there's or some yeah, uh, like, there's some inadvertently com- comedic things that happen in this film that. Yeah, yeah. meant to be serious, but really you could kind of laugh at a little bit. Well, like, before we get on the it's supposed to be serious on. train, I do want to just make sure everybody's aware that Fulci describes this film as a plotless film. <laughs> well, at least he admits it. Well, so yeah, it's, thankfully. It's a plotless film driven by special effects and the imagery. That's really what uh, it is. I would disagree with that. He said it, not I. <laughs> He's a liar. No. He's, <laughs> he doesn't know his own movie. I I mean yeah I mean I think th- the director makes this a cult film too because he was already known for zombie exactly he he did uh, he did Gates of Hell which is also known as City of the Living Dead before this he did Zombie Two or whatever the other three names for that movie there's a bunch <laughs> yeah Dawn of the Dead Two I think is one of them as well uh, <laughs> somehow <laughs> but yeah yeah he he's known for 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 being gory. You so know. you're going to chalk it up to the director, Chris, and and the goriness of the film? Yeah, I think that's probably most of it. Um, and and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think these were considered giallo films, which um, that was the name I was trying to think of all day, Mike. Yeah, oh, okay. and 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 if and there's there's a couple of directors that were sort of pioneers of this style, and and, disc- and, it, and they all feel just like what this. is the yeah what are the what characteristics the style of yeah. that style? Was the kind of kind of noir? Um, but also, well, I don't know if this quite falls in the giallo because more Dario Gento is a giallo film director, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. like all of his films are very, they're 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 very very violent and gory mysteries. All of them, it's it's you know right, who's right. the killer, who's doing this, da da, and then there's like a big reveal at the end. Whereas uh, Fulci, it's just it's just gore and 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 you know. So I don't know quite know. I'm gonna look up the definition yeah, of. Giallo. You're probably right. I mean that that was probably a poor description. Although you could you could definitely connect like Italian horror to like the Giallo genre. You know what I mean? I feel like that. I feel like they get associated pretty frequently, probably because of the violence. Fulci was big on the gore thing though, and I think I think he executed it really well actually. In this movie. Some of it looked cheesy, but at the same time, it was the idea of the gore in this film. Yeah. The, yeah. That when you saw it, you were like, oh, I can kind of feel that. Or I can kind of feel like I could put myself in that situation. I'm getting really grossed out or creeped yeah. out. Yeah. Kyle, did you find the definition? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. Let's see. In Italy, term simply denotes thrillers, typically of crime fiction, mystery, and horror subgenres, regardless, regardless of the country of origin. And little fun fact: the word "giallo" is Italian for yellow. It uses it; it's used as a label denoting the thriller genre, derives from its association with a series of cheap paperback mystery novels popular in post-fascist Italy, which were adorned with a yellow cover. Nice. Well, there you go. Oh, wow! Look at that. Boom! Giallo. There. So I think I think Fulci falls a little more into yeah the the more the the gory style of 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 
the giallo, the subgenre, I guess, of the horror, sure. you could say. But so yeah. is that is that what the fans are holding on to though? And is is that enough to put this in a cult film status? Yes, I think it is what they're holding on to, and I do think it's enough to put them into cult film status because simply of that that sharing. You want to share this film with all your friends. You want them to all see the various ways that eyes are removed from the human body. You want to see melting faces like this is that that's what drives it that's what it's the cult following is definitely coming from the horror fan side of things like that's where the obviously see, it's that's, coming from that's also where uh, for like me i had a problem you don't it. you don't like violent films no 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 not with that like it was the same gag several different times and that she goes for the eyes in almost every movie yeah but like three times in this movie and the acid gag happened like three times in this movie that is yeah yeah, well, one of them just was made no sense at all. The random jar in the yeah that just <laughs> keeps pouring yeah, for the never-ending jar of acid. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so that's but, but, again, but, again, again. This is a as Fulci describes. It's a plotless film driven by the imagery. So these these are basically like like if we sat around and said, all right, what are some cool ways to kill people? Like, all right, we have six cool ways to kill people. Let's make that into a movie. And you got to fill in the blanks between those deaths. Like they definitely do that. <laughs> they definitely fill in the blanks. Yeah, because wow, there were some good gags though. I mean the um, the dog that attacks yeah. her, like when she, they're sitting in the corner and she's petting him, and the, it just turns on her and rips her throat out, and then fucking rips her ear off. Mm-hmm. That was, I didn't see rip, it coming. The ear rip is a good is a good gag. I didn't see it coming, yeah. and it actually made me jump. It did. So. It did. I actually, yeah, you were very animated during that. But like I said, I think that <laughs> he he repeats some gags to where like by the third time or, or you see it or the second time you see it, you're like, okay, I've already seen that. It's not as jarring well, as, would, it, as I, it could be. Yeah, I mean the gag the 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 way he accomplishes the gag changes though. True. Okay. So like the first time you see an eye pop out, it's. Um, a finger gouging out the eye. All right, the next time is uh, a spider, believe it or not, eating out an eye, a tarantula. And then the last time it is he impales that chick's head on that on that nail sticking out, and it just happens to go through the back of the head and pops the eye out. You, so he's, like, raising the stakes, you think? Like, he's saying this is worse than this, and this is even worse than I think than he's that. just trying to keep you more or less... Like on your feet, like okay. it's not going to be this every time. It's going to be some other weird inanimate object or animated object that's going to be taking out the eye. But it is the eye. It's always going to be the I eye. I just want to know what he has against eyes. I don't know. He, he everybody, everybody's blind in this movie. <laughs> Maybe he's got a fear. Maybe there's I have like a theory an... about that as well. We'll get into oh, that okay, later. Cool. Dang, we're gonna have fan I theory hour wait. here <laughs> soon. I'll tell you that much. Now, uh, and do you think that, um, so so we, re- we realize that people, I would say, probably rely heavily on the gore as where it gets its cult following. For me, I don't know if that's enough because the thing that got me the most that I just could not get over was the sound in this movie. It drove me insane. Drove uh, me so you're thinking, insane. So, so you're identifying the parts of the film that are bad as being in think, addition to driving the cult thing. I well I think the the bad in this film outweighs the good. Okay. So, I will say this. Despite what Fulci said, it is a plotless film yeah. with imagery in it. I think it has probably one of the coolest plots and storylines ever and I wish it would be fleshed out more in cinema. And that is the concept of seven gates of hell placed randomly on the planet on Earth. That have entered. He he's he's introduced three of them. He's done three of them in his films. That means there's still four more left, and that leaves like a really 
I I love the imagery of hell, like Dante's Inferno. I love that imagery because it's so powerful and shocking and be cool to see on cinema. So that sticks with me more. I remember that the most about this movie was that concept that there is four to five other doors. You don't know where they're at on Earth that are access points to hell. And I think... The more you watch the movie, the more you'll kind of catch on to that, and you'll be, and I think you'll be more like where I'm at on it, and thinking, okay, well, this is a cool fucking concept. The movie might not be awesome, but it's gory, and if you're a horror hound, you're like all about it. You're like, cool, blood and guts or whatever, but it does have some kind of cool subplot that is actually happening. I will, I will say something on in regards to the sound. Almost a, a lot of Italian movies, spaghetti westerns, and everything like that relied heavily on Foley and ADR work to get their... Yeah, there yeah. was no sync yeah. sound. They Foot never synced sound. anything. Footsteps up the yin-yang. Yeah, footsteps, crickets all the time. Yeah. Um, And you know... It, 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 <laughs> you the cricket track in yeah. the morgue? Just constantly. <laughs> constantly. Wherever they went, there were fucking crickets everywhere. But... um. I think they did some cool layering shit in, in, in the sound, though. Like, you don't pick up on it right away, but... If you really listen to it, like with the music and everything, the mix is pretty good. It's just the fact that, like you said, Mike, it's ADR, so nothing really matches up very well, you know. And it's, I think they were speaking in Italian, right? Some were, some, the way they would some do it, were some Italian. were and some wouldn't be. Okay, so but regardless, they were going to layer it over the whole lang- one language yeah. anyway, so it didn't matter what anybody was saying. Yeah, I don't think that really like stood out to people as as a negative quality at that time. It, I mean, if you like those kind of films, you're just like you just take it for what it is. Oh, yeah, no, Italians were like some of the last Italian films were some of the last to ever sync sound up because they just didn't. They were they were looking at it as a cost effective way of yeah, they're, putting they're, sound in. They were look at it as just like, well, why would we do that? I know, yes, I know America's doing it, but this is working. So why the hell would we change it? No, yeah, why would you? Plus, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sh- I'm sure there's got to be a cost. You know, did you ever say that? There's probably a cost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cost effective so, yeah. reason for doing it. The only thing that we'll say that's a little, it's tough to listen to is a lot of the sounds. Are really loud at one point, yeah, and then some of the other sound effects are really quiet, yeah. So it, it's, not it's good like balance. they didn't level anything really well, mm-hmm. so th- that can be a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're going to talk more about the Beyond when we come back. The seven dreaded gateways are concealed in seven cursed places. Woe be unto him who ventures near without knowledge. <laughs> Because this hotel was built over one of the seven doors of evil. And only I can save you. Hey guys, we're back and we're talking about the beyond. Um, and one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, the lighting a little bit. Um, the lighting in the, in the, in the film and uh, how that was done. Um, <laughs> what I, did you think about? How it, was that Cody? done? Yeah, Cody. You know, I think they used a lot of lights. <laughs> I think, yeah, they probably, I think there may or may not have been lights on set. They could have used a couple of lights, maybe a little harsh lights. In the beginning, soft lights. they needed some more lights. Yeah, in, they did in that opening scene. I'll tell you what, <laughs> they got to turn the lights on. <laughs> it had a brown filter. Crank up those candles. That's called sapia. What's up with that? What is up with that what? sapia tone? Just because it's the past? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what it's old, the, it's old, what yeah. old, old timey photographs, yeah, old timey photographs. They the all have sepia tones. I don't think it was necessary. Did anyone else have a have a pro- <laughs> Did anyone else have a problem with the lighting in the film, Mike? 
No, I actually absolutely love the way Italian films are lit. I like them because they're lit almost like uh, theater sets are lit. Yeah. A lot of yeah. different colors of lights, like even in the, was it the morgue? Yeah. The, uh, the lights coming out from the stuff. back is like, bl- yeah, blues and stuff like that. I feel like in films like uh, Suspiria, mm-hmm. a lot of reds, oh. a lot of harsh oh, reds yeah. coming off like the walls and yeah. I love the way. What kind of mood do you think that sets, Chris? Because I, 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 it sets a cold mood in, in my opinion. Yeah, cold, kind of paranormal. Felt paranormal to me. Like I think we kind of knew that that it was going to go that route just, just by the way it was lit. Lots Does of blues. Go the paranormal route. Blues. Actually, I really liked that. I I thought that scene where they were in the morgue. I thought that was one of the best sets because. Yeah. Like the lighting in there, it, it looks like they walk into a spaceship or something. And at first you're looking at it and you're like, what are these things on the table? Are those, you know, what are they? And then you realize, oh, they're in the morgue. Those are bodies in bags on the table. But it just has this really interesting look. Not not what I would imagine a, a morgue to look like with a bunch of stainless steel everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. you pictured a spaceship. I didn't. And <laughs> I no, got, they did. But they I got did. one. Yeah. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. I really, I thought they did a great job with the lighting, other than needing more in some scenes. One of the things I think that they achieved well in some points of the film is the way it was shot. Um, some shots are, uh, I think, beautifully done um, in, in, in an artistic way that set up the film uh, very nicely. And then other shots, they felt like they were just like, hurry up, let's go. Got to get it done. Yeah. Did, did anyone else see that as a, another weak point in the film? Because, th- again, like this is where I'm at with it. Like, the bad outweighs the good. Okay. I think the uh, I think all the kill scenes were really well executed and planned out, and I think everything in between was just kind of what you're describing as sloppy. Yeah, it it, it had a blend of guerrilla style filmmaking with like you know technical planning and you know a lot of skill. So I want to say about these types of films, this film, I, it's like not one shot is the same. Like he takes a different angle every single time. Like you know, he's close up wide uh what is it called um right the eye line shots like the real close-up eye yeah, line shots tight, yeah. and then all of a sudden it'd be like overhead then underneath and then like as a if you're a film student you should check this out just to see like it's a montage of different types of films or uh angle setups yeah maybe. camera setups but then i feel like they take some weird steps too in like how they pan to certain people and the way they pan to certain people and then how it has like an extreme zoom with the pan yeah and yeah. it just doesn't fit right oh no no don't get me wrong it's not like it's it, there's a set way that they're doing it that has any structure to it really but I imagine him getting behind the camera and be like we're gonna try this shot because I wanted to have this feel okay now I want to try this because this it's almost like he's experimenting he's got the like he's thing. got like five to ten different angles he wants yeah. for every scene you know yeah. and that, they all say different things which is interesting it's like a big mishmash yeah and he just picks the best of what he likes mm-hmm. and goes with it I like that mm-hmm. I don't know I have a hard time with it I just have a hard time swallowing that I just I feel like we're giving you give so much leeway because of gore. Like just so much there's so much leeway given to this guy because of gore. Like it's not a good film. It's I don't, not. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not I, yeah. I, what? <laughs> Go I, ahead. I, I I don't know. That's a matter of opinion obviously, but I wouldn't say it's not a good film. It it has its high points and and it does have its like it it has certain points of plots plot points of the story that I think are a little deeper and and I honestly think you should watch it again. I honestly do. <laughs> Sit through it Force again. Force yourself, Cody. Sit through it again and actually like take notes. 
it was cool. I, I I hadn't been wanting to see this for a long time, and the only other film I'd seen from his was Zombie. And uh, oh, you oh you would like City of the Living Dead? Yeah, I I I feel like I would be interested in this catalog. I just really haven't dug into it, but this one surprised me. I thought I was I thought it was going to be really boring and really slow, and, and that's I, what I got. And I, but I I did I feel like I didn't you know I I feel like it really it held my interest but for the most part I love the gore obviously I know you say you don't like senseless gore which this film has a lot of and it does but you know what it was fitting for the style of the film was it uh, yeah I don't disagree with the gore in this movie because it was fitting for listen you're you're trying to depict depict hell without actually going to hell until maybe the end of the film we'll get into that in a little bit. But you know what I mean? So how do you do that? You have to do it through the monsters of the movie. So I and through and through shocking visuals. I think that's basically what it was. Like you can't bring let's bring a little bit of hell to them because we can't take them to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I got from the inventory uh, of it. But so I, I don't think it's it's senseless in in that in that form from an artistic standpoint that, that they chose. Um what I did think was lazy was like Again, going back to doing the same gag three different ways. I don't know if that, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, hmm. you're you're going for how can we do artistic kills, but you're doing the same gag just three different ways. Well, think about how long they even held on those gags. Like you were talking about the acid spilling over yeah. onto the face. Like, how long did that scene go on for? Like two minutes at least. I have no idea what was and going it on. And it just there. like filled the room up with blood, and it just kept cutting back to her <laughs> face burning off. Like it's like that hospital had endless refills of yeah. like acid. <laughs> Let's yeah. get the bottomless. A mug. jar was like half full when it got knocked over, and it just. They got the Costco-sized bottle of acid. <laughs> yeah. It's cheaper that way. It's cheaper. Get the bigger one. Buy in bulk. <laughs> put it on the top shelf. <laughs> don't lay under it. Yeah. And don't put a lid on it yeah, don't, yeah. Don't label it. Don't. I, I, have a, I do have a question about that particular scene. What is she screaming at? Is it? Is it the? I don't know. Is it the I, bottle coming mean? down, or do you think she saw something like a creature trying to attack her, and then that, and it killed her, and then she was on the ground, and the acid started dropping down on her. I can't imagine she was like, "Oh my god, an, a bottle of acid's falling down." Let me just lay well, under no, it. Yeah, that was I think, bizarre. No, no, I think a lot of it has to do with like people just randomly—not randomly, but they do just go blind. Maybe she just went blind because of fell. something she saw and she fell. Yeah. Yeah. Fan theory yeah. time. There we go. On the blindness, she saw the beyond. Every person who sees the beyond goes blind. Oh. Who shows the beyond? Uh, you they there's they see it through various things. In the case of the mother who dies, she sees it through the dead warlock that's also in the morgue with them. That's from the basement, because he's obviously pulling all the strings throughout the whole film. He's the one who's kind of bringing the hellish nightmare out towards everyone. So he he caused her to see it. The little girl sees it as well when she opens the door and sees the bodies coming down. She also sees something she isn't supposed to see. The main blind woman, she sees it while reading the book of Abon in the beginning, and then that's how she, in the book, lets a fire, and that was, she saw the image of the beyond. And then obviously the last two people are in it, so they see it. Yes. And they go blind. Yeah, because they're... That's a solid story. Yet, the well, doctor still does not believe it. Yeah, no. He, <laughs> yeah, he's still he never believes anything's yeah. happening, even after he reads the book. Because he's a doctor, book. so he knows about it. I'm a doctor yeah. and a man. Yeah. I'm a doctor. <laughs> that, that was like that his was excuse for a lot of things. Yeah. Like It was. <laughs> 
I'm a doctor. <laughs> they go to the hospital. I'm Take a doctor. My phone calls. Come with me. I'm a doctor. And he like <laughs> they like go to the hospital just so we can go to the office to use the phone. It's like that was your plan. Yeah. Like, I'm a no, doctor. And she's oh, like, oh, I'm a doctor. And he pulls the gun out of the desk. Like, <laughs> yeah. But fill up. And that's I'm other, a doctor. That's the other thing that like he's so arrogant. Like even the character is so arrogant that he's like, even though I've shot. Mm, Oh my 20, god! Twenty, thirty of these things. I'll keep shooting them in the stomach, even Why though. Why does he keep going back <laughs> so to bad. it? And it's like oh, he'll shoot him in the head, and you're like, oh, you finally figured it out? No, no, nope. no, you did not. And he, every, he always has a perplexed look on his face, like, like it's almost like he's yeah. thinking, the last time I shot someone in the stomach, they went down. Why is this not working? <laughs> you know, let me try three more times. Listen, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I've used guns before. You aim. You shoot, you hit, they die. <laughs> I'm a doctor. This thing should be dead. I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he just, he, I'm like, quit wasting bullets. And where does he keep getting bullets from? Oh, Thank my you. God. Oh, Thank he, you. Chris was actually counting, I think. I was like, way. bullshit, he did just not take nine shots out of a Dude, he runs out of bullets all the time in the movie and just randomly has them again. Well, it did show one scene in the elevator where he had he a does, pocket yeah, of bullets he that he reloaded. But that was that you you don't see him reload until at least fifteen <laughs> rounds have gone off. Yeah, bullshit. out of out of a I'm six called shooter. Bullshit on but that. great, but great movie, but great movie. Great <laughs> oh movie. come on, you oh, can't fault the movie for oh, that. That's, that's what makes it a cult movie film. Yeah, that. That's the case. Commando's the worst film of all time <laughs> oh, because thank he you. never reloads. <laughs> Commando has one of the best. He has like he has like a belt of ammo over his arm and it just stays there. Never, doesn't move. Ever runs out. <laughs> so funny. No, but yeah, the doctor was uh, uh, is a terrible character. <laughs> well, it, going human in, being. Talk yeah. about char- let's talk about characters just alone. Just <laughs> let's break down the characters alone. They're all terrible. They're not meant like to the be. I, I don't think they're meant to be archetypes. I, like the lead act- I don't think they're a- meant to be anything. Well. Yeah, they're just. I mean, I guess a, a, a the main l- actress has a great look. Yep. Yeah, but she doesn't have anything unique about her. Really, like none of the characters really do. And none of them have any character development except for the doctor. No, he finally realizes that they're in hell, yeah. and then he goes blind. What about the plumber? I thought he had a lot of character. You did? Yeah. <laughs> was it all in his beard? <laughs> it was all in his license. Hey, plate. I'm the plumber. You're Joe, right? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> you see where that's it says award-winning Joe's performance plumbing? right there, Kyle. I know, right? Cast me in a Fulci film. Get him down there to fix some pipes. Then face, what, your face will melt and that, off. That's the other thing, too. Why is there like a flowing river in the basement? I don't know. It's like, no, it's, well, something's broken. It's like, it, yeah, yeah, there's a goddamn well, waterfall in here. I think that something, a pipe, is legitimately broken, but it's broken on the other side of the false wall they built to, to conceal the crucified guy. So that's the thing, too, because they say he was killed in his room, but then the false wall is in the basement. They took him downstairs and, uh, and nailed yeah, they, him up. But they say in the film that he was killed in his room. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and she was. sees his body hanging in, in the, the closet. closet. So he was nailed. They threw, they threw acid on him again. <laughs> See? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maybe that's why everybody dies of acid. It's like a re a redoing Ooh, of his original go. death. Yeah. Because that's what they do. They I mean, nail I mean, him to a thing, and then they throw lie at him, which is basically c- acid. Yeah. It's well that maybe hold on my brain just stopped it. now it just re- restarted again pull that cord god damn it all right it's gone <laughs> totally gone totally gone bye totally bye gone. what were you saying bye bye oh, I was just saying that maybe that's just a like okay yes thank I you. died this back. way in the past and now these creatures now are... it came back and the the point I was gonna make was that uh, the thing to remember is that he w- he is in fact a warlock. Mm-hmm. But he was living at the hotel. He was living there to guard and protect that gate of hell. Okay. Yeah. 
So he was essentially his job was to prevent hell from coming on earth. So his job was to save these people and they all killed him and crucified him because they didn't he was quote a warlock and they didn't understand what he was actually there for. So yeah, he went from being the helpful warlock to being the vengeful warlock. If, if I could recast this movie, <laughs> I would recast the warlock as Willem Dafoe. <laughs> it looked like him. It looked a little like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. A little okay. bit. When he was getting beat with those chains, that was making me cringe. Oh, that wasn't was it? Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like those. But then again, like it, like oddly enough, I would I would say that the the saturation of the the, the film, the color was Serpra. Sepia. 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 Serpra. Serpra. Supra. Supra. Is that a three-headed dog? <laughs> <laughs> I think that took away from the gore in, in it. I don't think so. I think I think um, having that, that monotone, that monocolor, monochromatic, there you go, mm-hmm. color scheme. Um, I mean, it goes back to even though you're seeing something really violent that's happening, the fact that it's not in, like, bright color – it forces your imagination to fill in the blanks, which makes for a more entertaining. I'm scene. glad I didn't see that scene in color because it already looked brutal in sepia. Yeah, you know, so it was like I already got like. That's the point. That's that that that's a sign of good filmmaking when you can when you can realize like I don't need to show everything. The audience will always create something far more disturbing than you'll ever be able to, and that I mean that it worked out in his favor favor in that scene. I, I feel think. like they show everything. Yeah, but since it's not in color, it doesn't quite connect. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. If we lived in a world of sapia, and that's all we saw color-wise, it'd be more Yeah, but, the, but then going into the color stuff, the color stuff is way more brutal. Like that acid kill on the on the mother, Like the thing that made me like cringe about that was more of the white color in it than the red. I thought the screams that were weird? really terrifying that they used for the, those scenes and like the gurgling when they would die. I I th- I going kind of back to the sound like I thought that was really effective even though it was kind of cheesy maybe yeah. like it was effective like it made me feel like kind of sick. Does anyone else have any other fan theories? Cause I have a couple. Well, what, what, what were we, t- you, we when we were on break we were talking about the ending. Yeah. So, but the, I think that kind of ties into a little bit of my theories. Fan theory. Go ahead. Oh, right, let's put it together, guys. Well, maybe. Well, so. Okay, why don't you start it off, and then we'll just bridge off of it. Yeah, here's my theories. So my theories are, this is how, one of my theories is, this is the story of how basically a zombie apocalypse started. I don't know which zombie apocalypse, but A, they opened the gates of hell, released the dead, and now they're all walking around. My other thing is, this is this is this could be how they started the rapture. They're actually talking about the rapture in the film, because one of the lines is when they're in the car uh, on the way to the hospital is that there's not a soul in sight. From like normal people, right? So I think that it's quite possible that it's like the rapture happened. God came and took His people, and everybody who lives their life in sin is still on Earth with the dead. I have a theory. There'd be a lot on more it. people in that town. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm not going to address your zombie one. That's that's just it's a good theory. Uh, but it's hogwash. In terms of in terms of the rapture happening, no, that's not what's happening at the end of that movie. So. Towards the end of the film, the main character, uh, Liza, when she goes down into the basement to investigate, she gets attacked by that helper, that weirdo that has a weird Irish accent for some reason. One of the one of the helpers of the house, remember? Yeah. She gets attacked and she runs upstairs and the doctor's like, snap out of it, I read the book, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're basically, crazy, but you're not. <laughs> basically, when the wall blasts open and they see white, 
from that point forward, the rest of the movie, they are in purgatory. They're not in reality anymore. That's why there are no nobody on the streets. That's why, if you notice, all of a sudden, the lighting-wise, going back to that, everything is foggy. It's got this kind of weird way it's lit. It looks dreamlike all over. Even when they're in the hospital, the distant shots, everything is still kind of foggy and dreamlike. And it's and the reason why they're in the morgue, they go through the doorway and they're immediately back in the basement because they're not in reality anymore. They're in purgatory, and right. when they go through the wall, they are then in hell. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Definitely, because I was confused about that burst of light. I was like, okay, like why did they just flash to like a white frame? Because that was like, I feel like that was the gate of hell. And then it the went opening. somewhere, and then they were like, oh, what are we doing back here or something like that? Yeah, or... remember there because they were in the morgue fighting zombies. Yeah, they see the warlock behind one of the morgue, one of the cooler doors, basically. They fight off some more zombies. He blows that little girl's face clean off. Oh, that was a good. I that was that. good actually. Yeah. yeah. And then they go back to the door, and now they're suddenly back in the basement of the hotel. So they obviously just totally jumped through. Then they walk through the hole of light, which brings them to Freddy's lair. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, here's what I think. You 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 were saying that you think that. It's a prequel to other zombie apocalypse films. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, that's what I think. I think Chris also might be right a little bit. I think they were in a spaceship, and afterwards it lifted off, and that's the prequel to Event Horizon. Because <laughs> what happens to Event Horizon? Dude rips out his own eyes. Yeah. I oh, think that this might that? have there a connection go. here. Yeah. You might be on to something. I could be on Event Horizon. Hmm? <laughs> this could be the. No, this, this is all making Fulci sense. Fulci gave now. birth to Event Horizon. It took place in the future, but it happened. <laughs> That's the spaceship that it flew off. Exactly. And then it took hell with it. It took that hell took gate with hell, it. Hell gate. just latched Dude, right. what if Event Horizon has one of the hell <laughs> Hell's gates? Hell's like, on I it? want to go to space. I, it, could be, it could be, yeah, it could be uh, the fourth hell gate is in could space. Be the f- in space. Bro, well, which would make which would make zero sense since all the seven gates of no, hell that's are why, on Earth. That's why so Pin, that's why Pinhead is. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He didn't. Earth know that... is a realm. Code. Yeah. Oh, Kyle. Okay. Everybody knows yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So what if it was on a spaceship that was on Earth and then the spaceship took off, Kyle? What if Earth was the spaceship? <laughs> what if Earth was the spaceship, Kyle? What if Earth is the spaceship? Those are some fan theories that you need Earth to think about. Earth is a spaceship. Yeah. Boom. All There's the lights some... on it and everything. Yeah, yeah figure right? that one out. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So then, yeah, because that's another thing, too, is when they leave the house um, to go to the hospital, all the lights turn on and there's, like, bodies walking around the Yeah, hall. because when that when that light opened, essentially they were in purgatory, which in pur- purgatory, if you know your, mm-hmm. your Dante's Inferno theory, purgatory is the place where all the souls go and they wait to be, you know, Decided upon where which level of hell they're going to go. Are they, they're, they're waiting. They're waiting to cross the river sticks, basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, the, so Catholicism. So, it's kind of like a yeah. It's a it's a waiting area, but you have a choice. You can go to either heaven or hell. It's a place where you're like a neutral human being. If you did some sins, they won't immediately accept you into heaven. So you have to go through trials during purgatory to kind of like work your way up or work your way down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So so that's what I I think all of those. Those beings that basically appear in the windows and all the lights come on—it's like all of these souls, these lost souls of hell and purgatory are now—they're—they're they're in that, and it's just basically—it's like our reality, but you know what I mean, existing in a different place. Like we're all in this room now, but perhaps in in a purgatory, this room still exists, but now it's surrounded by other demons or spirits or whatever. Yeah, there you go. All right. 
fan theory. I like that. I like that shot too. That's a cool shot. Yeah, that's a really where you cool see shot. all yeah. of the demons or whatever, like in the stone or whatever it is. In, in the windows, ground. they're all in the windows. And oh, they're, yeah. like, they're all have different lights behind them. I think that was one of the coolest shots in that whole film. Yeah, it was oh, really it was good. creepy. That was the one really, rather than gory, just creepy. I thought like, the yeah. most oh creepy. I, I, I honestly that. think the most creepy is the end when they turn around. They like where they realize where they're at, and they're like, "Oh crap." We're in the wrong it spot. Does not let's end go on a good note. Let's go back. They turn around and they're just still there. Yep. And then it's like we're blind. <laughs> we are blind. <laughs> and then they just walk through it. So what do they just keep walking through that same circle of light right there? It's purgatory. So that's just it has that. no. There's no end. It's you're, you're, you might as well just lay down like the rest of. No, them I did. think that, I think they're out of purgatory when they get to the. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they're they fully are, they're, in hell. They're full, yeah, they're fully have entered the realm of hell, or the they, they've entered the beyond, yeah. which is crazy because so. then the Cenobites showed up. Yeah, <laughs> Freddy showed up. They all had a yeah. fucking picnic yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody! You guys want to eat some bodies? <laughs> I'm glad you brought the bitch. <laughs> like, whoa, Freddy! Like, hey, it's 2015. Yeah. We don't call Pinhead. Pinhead's like, how yeah. do you feel about pain? <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of people, and then Jason's just like. Because he doesn't really speak. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> doesn't say anything. Michael Myers just tips his head. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. I hate when I see that in other yeah. movies. But his mom, oh, like, God tip, damn yeah. it, stop it. Jason's don't rip mom. That off. Jason's mom is there, and she's like, "Don't put your hands on the table. Put take your elbows off the table. Take your elbows off the table. Take your like, head. mom, take your head off the fucking table." <laughs> <laughs> Sixty years ago, everybody in this hotel disappeared. Every last person. A painter called Zweig, who lived here, closeted in his room, had found a key. What key? The seven gateways to hell. This house was constructed on one of the... (gasps) Who else is here? There's nobody here. I can feel a presence. Somebody... How are we writing this movie? I think it's I think it's pretty obvious. Eyeballs? Eyeballs. Oh okay. eyeballs. Sever, severed eyeballs. Gouged eyeballs. Gouged eyeballs. With like a tendon on it too. Yes. Alright, All right, here we go. We're gonna talk gouged eyeballs. Let's rate this movie. I'm gonna look to Chris to rate this movie first. Chris, why why don't you tell us what you would rate this movie as far as eyeballs go and why? I would like to see this movie again. Um I feel like there's more to be discovered and I was intrigued to even watch more of his films so that's a good that was a good sign i i went into it thinking it could be boring and long and um i i I won't say it wasn't uh, a little slow it was but um ultimately held my interest i love the gore aspect of it i love this this his style and uh and i like i love the fan theories that we came up with because i think they all sound legit so um i'm gonna rate this a I'm going to rate this a three and a half. I think I could give it a higher rating later on once I see it more and understand it more. And even if it was just meant to be all visuals, like, I, I don't know, maybe he he accidentally created something more when it wasn't his intention. So Okay, all right. Three, or no, I'm sorry. Three, three and a half. Three and a half eyeballs. Yeah, three and a half. Oh, yeah. Mike, what would you rate The Beyond? I'm going to give this a three. Um I think I agree with you, Cody. It's it's not a perfect film. Like it, he does a lot of mistakes, but what I like about it is that it's just a treasure trove of great shots, 
Um, great lighting at times, yeah, it, but it looks like he was just, you know, randomly doing stuff, but there's some intent behind them, and there's something to be learned from that, and it, it seems like the type of film that Quentin Tarantino would steal a shot out of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love this shot, and this is from this film. Like, these are the type of films that have that, that experimental style of just moving, moving the camera around for the sake of whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, one thing you mentioned, Quentin Tarantino, he is actually, I think, responsible for this movie getting uh, released in the full original version. There you go, fan so theory. His, fan, his, fan theory. He had a solved. he had a production company that released a bunch of movies, didn't he? Like, did he? I don't know. Yeah, I'm he he, sure. had, he had one a while ago, but originally this, this movie came out in America. Grindhouse was it the Grindhouse. No, it had another. It had a really weird name to it. I forgot what it was. But when this movie originally came out in America, uh-huh. um, it didn't come out. I think it was five years until it, after it was originally released, and it was under the name of the Seven Doors of Death, if I remember correctly. I think that's right. Seven Doors of something, and it was highly edited. Mm-hmm. All the gore was pretty much cut down to nothing because Good. it was it was far too violent of a film. Great. Uh-huh. Um, had an X-ray. I mean, this movie. Yeah, and actually, this movie was on the video nasties list for pretty much ever, um, and the soundtrack was totally different in, uh, as well. So it wasn't until Quentin Tarantino, or as I should say, Grindhouse Releasings, got the rights, and Quentin Tarantino helped push it and get it out there. So you know, there you go. Hell yeah, there it is. Thanks, Quentin. I think I'll go next. <laughs> No, uh, so I think uh, Mike made a lot of good points, um, but also I think that's what 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 kills this film for me. Uh, I did find it long. I did find it boring. Um, it's a very slow start, and I think that it carries it throughout the film. Um, again, dialogue not that great. Um, you know, it's it relies heavily on gore. Now, the gore that it does, it does well, but again, same gags over and over again. Um, these. Things just it, it it leads to in my opinion for it has a strong ending but otherwise from that it's a weak film throughout like it's just a weak film I am interested to see his other work because like I, I see glints of hope but to me this this film is is it, at at best for me I I would give it two gouged eyes two gouged that, eyes that's that makes a lot of sense that's the only yeah well, it makes perfect eyes sense. that you could really gouge yeah out, could you. Yeah, just two. <laughs> <laughs> should have been our maximum. We should have went by quarters or <laughs> pupil. Yeah, Kyle, what do you think of the Beyond? Um, yeah, right off the bat, I'm gonna say this is not a perfect film. It's cheesy. The dialogue is, you know, it's shitty in some points. Some points, the dubbing is questionable at best. Um, it's a fun film though. It's it is a little slow, and that's to be expected from pretty much any horror film for the most part from like the early '80s or '70s, especially if you're talking about Italian horror. You're not going to get fast paced what we're used to in America. Um, but it is fun. It's entertainment. It's the gore is is shocking at times and engaging. It does have a really cool like concept of a story that's happening, which is focusing on Seven Gates of Hell and the whole ending, the whole last 25 minutes. With my th- fan theory that I always have in my head since I saw this movie the first time, was like, okay, they're in purgatory, which makes this so much cooler because this isn't actually all like real anymore. So I think that adds to it. So it's a movie that deserves several viewings. And again, the re- and like Chris said, the rest of his work is pretty intriguing and interesting. There's some terrible ones in there. Don't get me wrong. Some, I think, uh, city or house by the cemetery. I think is what it is. Right. That's the uh, that's the one that comes after this. That's part of the the, th- the trilogy. Is god awful. But it, 
at the end of the day, it's an awesome film and perfect for Halloween. You want to gag, you want you want to gross out your guests, pop it on. Whenever you look over, you'll probably see an eye getting gouged out, which is always fun. So, with that being said, four gouged eyeballs from me. Four gouged eyeballs. So do your guys uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, throw the Beyond on, uh, maybe at your Halloween party. Uh, have some people watch it with you and get grossed out by some of the gore. That's our show for this evening. I just want to say thanks for listening. Make sure you rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at ColtPhil underscore review. You can also follow us on Instagram at ColtPhil underscore review. You can follow Michael Salustio at? At Mike Salustio at Twitter and uh, at FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. Right, right about stuff. All right, guys. That is uh, part of our... Um, October Fest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. October Fest. Just, uh, Are just you a fan that thinks that we forgot a cult film? <laughs> Please contact us on Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram. Why not? Hey, we might even send you something nice. Hey, you might win something. Who there knows? You go. We've got prizes to give away. So yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for being part of the show. We appreciate it. Have a good night.